All right, welcome back. So last episode, I just went a bit of a rant, a bit of trends and things. Hopefully, gave you a few ideas about um, what's popular. You know, where can you fit in your day? Pick a time, pick a place. And also went on a bit of a rant about the budget and costs of things and all the rest of it. But this one, like, is step two. So like, this is from drawing from my own personal experience. So. I mean, I've been a part of the industry for eight or nine years, but I'm in the same boat as you guys now, planning my own wedding and going ahead and um, for April next year. And it's been a really massive learning experience for myself, um, being on the other end or the consumer end of it all. So I just thought I'd draw a bit of knowledge. And so far, I've had the venue comment that we're on track and we're on board and it's all good. Um, my partner's kind of all over things with the notepad and doing, you know, the... Um, save the dates and invitations and RSVPs and doing the theme and getting the dress organized and all the rest of it. I'm a bit, I've been a bit lazy to be honest. I need to uh, organize the suits. Um, probably do it the week of. <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> but I thought I'd talk about um, step two. So step two is choosing and finding and sourcing your suppliers. Once you've got a time and a place, um, you've got to pick who your team is, who you're working with. So your celebrant, photographer, videographer, decorators, dress and dressmaking, suits and suit making and all that kind of stuff. Who's doing the rings? Um, choosing the team of professionals that you're going to surround yourself with. This is bearing in mind, like you've already got your guest list together and um, who's coming and numbers and figuring out all that kind of stuff. So that's kind of, it's, it's all kind of lumps together, but I just thought I'd talk from a um, supplier point of view that um, you really want to be able to secure the professionals that you want to work with on your day. And you're going to have more of a chance doing this if you're leaving yourself at least 12 to 18 months in advance to booking ahead. And the reason I say that is um, if your wedding's in a March, like kind of this kind of refers back to the previous episode. Like if your wedding's in a March or November or September or one of the peak months that I kind of mentioned before, you want as optimum time as possible. If you're looking at the professionals that are really booked out that you really, really want, you're going to need to leave yourself at least 18 months in advance to book these guys, in particular these celebrants. Your celebrant should be probably the first contact because without the celebrant, you don't get married, all right? So if you've got a celebrant in mind, if they're really, really popular, Grab them, nub them, book them in. If you're getting married on a Saturday in March, you need to be 18 months in advance of this is the person that we want, all right? Next should be your entertainment and photographer, probably simultaneously photographer, entertainment. Um, the most popular musicians and DJs and all the rest of it are booked out well in advance. Um, I've already secured key dates in 2022 um, across March and April. Um, so, and, and that's what, it's not far off actually, it's probably about the about now, that's probably the 18 month mark, but they secured it about maybe 20 to 24 months ago. So it's really important. If you give yourself optimal time, and if you've got people in mind, if they're really popular, Give yourself plenty of time, especially if it's a peak month and it's 
on a Saturday, as I explained before. Celebrant, videographer, photographer, DJ, MC, musicians, decorators, dressmakers, flowers, all that kind of stuff, caterers, food, booze, all that kind of stuff. It all ties in. Um, if you need port if you need cool rooms, if you need buckets of ice, all that kind of stuff. That can kind of come a little bit later, but assemble your team, all right? Um, do your research, check out reviews, all that kind of stuff, but assemble your team first. You need to pick a whole bunch of professionals that you're happy with that are all going to work together or they have worked together before and they're all really lovely. Um, and if you get the chance, like, try and meet them in person prior like, or get them on the phone prior. Um, you're not only working with people that might be professionally recognized and award-winning and all the rest of it. Um, you might have that opportunity, you might not. You might, have, you might gel with somebody that's a little bit different and probably a bit more of your personality type, and that's fine. I think um, it's all well and good to look for people that are award-winning and are recognized in the industry and that are professional and have a professional brand and present themselves well and market themselves well, but they might not be the right match for you. I know that's a little bit contradictory. Like myself personally, like I've won number one in uh, New South Wales for wedding ceremony music, but I'm not a perfect fit for everybody. Um, I'm, I'm recognized. The couples that I have on board are um, a certain kind of client and they're all really lovely and I, I love my job and I love working with them, but I'm not everyone's cup of tea and that's all good. You gotta find your cup of tea. You've got to find who you want to work with and if you can really gel with them on an energy level because you're inviting them to interact and be around your closest friends and family as well as yourselves. And in particular, you're going to have photographers and videographers with cameras in your face all day. And you're going to want to know that you guys get along or that they're personable or that they're funny or that they're lovely or that they make you smile or, you know, that maybe... Not all the shots are going to be posed. Some of them are going to be candid. There's going to be real moments in between those things or the posing or any of that kind of stuff. Like these are all things to consider. Um, you want to break down the language barriers in between you and what you want and what you need and be able to express yourself clearly in a way that makes sure that you're on the same page with every single supplier to an nth degree. And that's going to help you out. It's going to help weed out the people that you don't want and attract the people that you do want. I personally talk from experience about in terms of music and giving you the tools and language to be able to gel with people on a music-based front for live musicians and DJs. But this kind of goes across the board too. Some people want to book the photographer that gives them the photos that are posed, that puts them in front of beautiful structures in front of beautiful architecture or scenery or all those kinds of things. Some of them want the perfect image to print up large and put around their house and be really proud of it. Other people really 
really value and want the photos of their family, their closest family and friends to be a part of that as well. And that's really important to get that message across. Other people would prefer more candid shots and shots that are in between the moments that slip by here and there that are meaningful, that are intimate, that are personal, and that show a bit more of that personal and intimate energy between couples, between family, between friends. I mean, a good photographer's kind of give you a mixture of both of those kinds of styles. But my main recommendation for anybody looking at supplies is to check out their social media accounts and follow them for a couple of weeks and get to know them. Um, through going through this process, you're going to find out if they're the right kind of energy. Before you book a live musician, go and see them live. There's all sorts of technology out there at the moment that basically can dress anybody to sound and look like the next Australian Idol. But when you're performing live, you can't fabricate that. And not so much you can't fabricate it. There's no lies behind it, but there's also, you get a real sense of what you're actually getting. If the opportunity arises where they're playing at a wedding expo or a pub or club gig or any of those kinds of elements, go and check them out live because there's no faking in that environment. And you're not only paying a musician for the way that they sound and perform and act and the service that they provide, you're also paying for them to provide a certain type of vibe or environment or style around your wedding day. And some, I'll admit, I kind of just play the songs as they are. Some other artists, some other musicians out there have got a certain style, they've got a certain groove, they've got certain mannerisms and things, and they bring a lot more personality to the table. So when they go to play cover songs, they've got their own little slant and personality in that. And I really dig that. I like that. Myself, personally, I don't really have that kind of space. Um, I kind of like to play things the way that they kind of were recorded. And I try to, I try to step in their shoes. But some artists out there are really well established and they've got their own personal um, way that they express themselves. So I would encourage you to at least um, go and check that out firsthand if the opportunity arises. It's a very, very different thing booking live music and seeing it in a live environment as opposed to watching the pre-recorded things at home. Um, the other alternative for the decision-making process is to ask them to record those special moment songs and send them off to you if you've got a particular song in mind. Um, quite a number of times I've done Shania Twain um, from this moment on as an aisle song. But it's from, I have to sing it lower because I'm a guy, but and it still works. But if that's your song, but you want a male singer, Ask them to send something through before you kind of book them. It'll give you a really good idea as to whether or not you want that. So I had a bit of a chat about photographers, videographers. Jump on all their socials, stalk them for a couple of weeks, figure out their vibe, um, figure out what they're about. Um, same with the celebrants. Celebrants, all that kind of stuff. Same with your musicians, your DJs. Um, 
If you can and the opportunity arises with any of this, try and meet them in person prior. Try and have a coffee with them. Suss them out. See what they're like, what they're about, what they do, the whole process of things. Ask heaps of questions. I mean, I personally, like I even, before I meet any couple, I do, I've been doing this for a while now, but, and I do end up answering the same questions over and over and over again, but there's no problem in doing that. And I quite enjoy being able to express clearly the processes involved and what's involved and how it all works. But it's really important before you go to a meeting prior to have a notepad, have a pen, and write down all the major questions and concerns that would concern that supplier, then go out to coffee with them and work through that list. Because a good supplier, someone that you really gel with, someone that you work with, would be more than happy to take you through each individual element and be able to answer all of your questions. There's no such thing as a dumb question. You're about to embark on a massive, massive journey of planning your wedding, choosing a guest list, choosing the team around you, decorating it, theming it, putting it all together, and creating an event for the first time. Both of you are probably not qualified. Both of you have probably never done event management before. Both of you have never done an event more than 10 or 20 people for Christmas. So this is a brand new thing. And there's no such thing as a dumb question. So put everything forward, ask all the suppliers everything that you would like to know. And if they're good, they'll go through it with you over the phone, over coffee, any of those elements. Choosing your team is crucial. You're going to spend most of the day, if not all day, with them, particularly with the photographers, videographers. The celebrant will be in and out for the ceremony. Your entertainment and supplies will be there. Your caterers will be there. Um, your venue manager. Um, and I guess the last thing to consider is uh, wedding planners and wedding coordinators. They're two different things. Just thought I'd throw that out there. So most high-end venues, most venues will have an established wedding coordinator on site there with you. Um, or they'll be at least there during the planning process via email and in touch with everything. They'll be able to help put together a timeline. They'll be able to, there to help put together the team, contact suppliers, establish security and insurance checks, all the rest of it. Talk about when things are open, when things have to be finished by, the bar service, and they'll kind of be running more through the bar and restaurant um, managers and making sure everything's kind of tip-top on their end from the venue side of things. A wedding planner is different to a wedding coordinator. A wedding planner is somebody that you hire outside of all of this that works on you from a personal intimate level that is able to actually engage in conversation with you directly about the things that you want out of your wedding day and providing checklists for each individual element of the whole entire day. Wedding coordinators don't really do this. Wedding coordinators are there to coordinate. A wedding planner is there to help you plan and execute on a lot more details and a lot more things, not just on your timeline, but your suppliers and, and all the rest of it, helping organize all of your ideas and put them into action. If you are struggling, if you are lost for words, if it's overwhelming, if you're time poor, if you both work full time, if you don't have the opportunities to meet 
supplies through the week or late at night or on weekends, mornings or any of those elements, then consider getting a wedding planner. Wedding planner is worth every cent that you pay. They already have a team of professionals around them that they can recommend if you're lost and you're a bit stuck for choice. Um, They're all well connected. They all know what they're doing. Um, It's their job full time to be able to cater to all the emotions, all the royal coasters and all the planning process. So hopefully there's a few notes out of all this. I've gone on a bit of a rant here, gone a little bit over the normal. Um, But as always, if any of this is of value, please give me a like, share, comment, rate the podcast and um, send me a message. What's working with this? What isn't working with this in terms of how can I give more to you guys? Um, Like I said, I've been in the industry for eight years and paid close attention to just about all the elements of weddings. But is there anything that I'm missing? Is there anything that you guys want from me? Let me know. Um, be in touch with my socials. You can check me out on Instagram and Facebook at Nick Green Entertainment. And I look forward to bringing more and more value to you guys soon. Thank you.